0: Mobituaries presented by Crystal Cruises, the world's most awarded luxury cruise line, offering all-inclusive voyages by ocean, river, yacht, and expedition. Discover a world where luxury is personal. Visit crystalcruises.com today.
1: President Carter is on the line. Hello.
0: Mr. President, this is Mo Rocca. Thank you very, very much for speaking with me this morning.
1: Well, it's good to talk to you. you got one of my favorite
0: subjects. This isn't a prank call. I'm actually on the phone with President Jimmy Carter, and we're not talking about Habitat for Humanity or his Nobel Peace Prize. Um, What what are your fondest memories of your brother Billy? Uh,
1: Good humor and hard work. Back
0: when Jimmy Carter was president, his younger brother Billy wasn't just known to insiders.
1: He became... The most famous person in our
2: family. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the first brother of America, Billy Carter. Uh,
0: Billy,
3: me. you are fantastic. You could make a career in show business, anything.
0: Billy Carter became a bona fide celebrity.
2: Mama still thinks I'm the smartest one of the boys.
4: <laughs> Did you see Brother Billy this week? Brother Billy Carter is on the cover of Newsweek magazine holding a can of his new beer, Billy
0: Beer. Yes, he even had his own beer. Which I remember him plugging on TV.
2: It's the best beer I've ever tasted, and I've tasted a lot.
0: As a presidential history buff, I've long been fascinated by first families and the striking pattern of unruly presidential brothers. They go way back to John Quincy Adams's brother Charles, who was described as a madman possessed by the devil. Ulysses S. Grant's brother, Orville, got mixed up in a kickback scheme. And remember Roger Clinton? I have one of his CDs. Nothing
4: good comes yeah. it's my life.
0: Roger became such a nuisance that his Secret Service code name was Headache. Really. But no other presidential brother made headlines the way Billy Carter did.
4: Billy's doing great. He is making $500,000 a year uh, lecturing and acting, while Jimmy Carter makes $200,000 a year lecturing and acting.
0: It was all in good old boy fun, until the character became a caricature, getting mixed up in a truly bizarre international scandal and adding to the woes that would cost his brother re-election. He started out as a national amusement, He's become a national liability.
5: He was trying to be what the press had tried to turn him out to be, a redneck brother.
0: With the help of his family, we'll tell the story of the real
5: Billy Carter.
2: I'm the president's brother right now. I, I, I play it.
0: To the hill. To the hill. From CBS Sunday Morning and Simon and & Schuster, I'm Mo Rocca, and this is Mobituaries. This moment, Billy Carter, September 25th, 1988, death of the first brother.
4: Therefore, I shall resign the presidency effective at noon tomorrow. Vice President Ford will be sworn in as president at that hour
0: in this office. 1976 was the first presidential election since the trauma of Watergate and Richard Nixon's resignation two years earlier. Vice President Gerald Ford had taken the reins, a kind of caretaker commander in chief, best remembered for this.
4: A full free and absolute pardon unto Richard Nixon for all offenses against the United States, which he, Richard...
0: Nixon, America was looking to renew itself, so it turned to a peanut farmer from Plains, Georgia. We
2: need Jimmy Carter. We can't afford to sell for
0: Jimmy Carter was a man on a mission.
1: The future of our country is not in my hands. It's in your hands
0: and I want to elevate the spirits of our nation. He put a friendly face on his own story of spiritual rebirth that managed to appeal to religious and non-religious people. America would be born again with him as president. Even though he'd been governor of Georgia, Carter seemed to come out of nowhere. There was intense curiosity about him and his family.
1: Every family is different, unique, If I ever doubt that, I have to look at my own family.
0: Look, historians can argue about his single term in office, but there's no question the Carter family belongs in the Hall of Fame for sheer colorfulness. There was the matriarch, Lillian Carter, better known as Miss Lillian, you know how today everyone just throws around the word authentic? Well, Miss Lillian was the real thing. Here she is describing how she disciplined the future president.
3: When Jimmy got a whipping, people asked me what was he whipped with—a a board or a belt? It was a little, pe- you know, what a peach tree switch is. Well, that's like what Out of
0: that's what it is. And her four kids were the ultimate variety pack. First came Jimmy, the teetotaling, squeaky clean former naval officer. Then came sister Gloria, who was named most outstanding female motorcyclist in America in 1978. What
6: do you ride? Well, I ride a 500 Honda most of the time, and then I I ride some bigger ones too.
0: Next up was Ruth, the faith healer. Morley Safer profiled her for 60 minutes. Do you think that this country can use a lot of healing? I think the country is desperately in need for healing. And bringing up the rear, 13 years younger than Jimmy, was Billy. I have one sister
2: that's a holy lord I've got one that's a motorcycle rider. i got a brother that's running for president. I, I feel sure I'm the only sane one in the family. I want to stay in planes.
0: <laughs> now, maybe it's because I'm from Maryland, but I have a little trouble understanding him. What he said there is that he was the only sane one in the family. There was a clear family resemblance between Billy and Jimmy. Both had big, toothy grins. But Billy was a little heavier set and wore thick, blocky, black framed glasses, the kind that today would be totally hip, but not back then.
4: I just remember saying when I first
0: met him, those glasses look awful. And what, <laughs> I'm sure that in- endeared you to him. <laughs> and now we wonder. Well, I didn't say it to him. <laughs>
4: okay. what were those crazy glasses?
0: That's former CBS News anchor Dan Rather. He profiled Billy back in January 1977.
4: We went to Plains a few days ago to spend some time with Billy to find out if he is, as he is so often painted, just another South Georgia redneck. Billy Carter was genuinely entertaining. Whether you liked him or not or agreed with him or not, he was entertaining. He was good for a laugh. Did you like him when you went down there? I loved him. I liked him and I liked his family. I liked everything about it.
0: What Dan found in Billy was a man of surprising depth.
4: Well,
2: what about these stories that you read all the time? I do. And how many books a week? Lately, I've been going through all three, maybe four. I used to read almost one a day, one a night.
0: In the piece, Billy seems utterly unimpressed by the network newsman who's come down to interview him.
2: Somebody told me that you said most reporters couldn't get a job doing anything else. That's right, about 95% of them be on welfare. They weren't reporters. And and, I still say that 95% of, uh, of... the writing reporters take the news off the of AP and UPI, and about 95% of the uh, television reporters get the information we the They don't know what in the hell goes on In, in fact, I, I've come to the conclusion the only reason anybody's a television reporter is because they can't read and write at all.
4: There were a lot of people who heard that and were saying, you know what, old Billy is right. And not only that, but he told that goddamn den rather right to his face.
0: He won the anti-press primary right there. <laughs> <laughs> Billy talks about his smoking About six, five, six,
2: seven packs a day And his drinking It's because I'll drink anything with anybody to not make no difference what or what time of the day or night it is
0: Sure, there are moments when he's just trying to get a rise out of Dan At one point, Billy claims that if his brother hadn't been running He'd have voted for segregationist George Wallace
2: Yeah, I'm a, I'm a George Wallace Democrat Now you're putting me on again No He's killing my wife you have to vote for Ken folks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but overall, watching him hold court with reporters and visitors, it occurs to me what an asset Billy must have been at the beginning.
2: I took a poll in Plains, Georgia, who was the biggest son of itself. <laughs> <coughs> <coughs> and I won
0: hands down. <laughs> While voters may have respected Boy Scout Jimmy, they liked good old boy Billy. Now, we'll probably talk
4: about how much of the good old boy image that Billy Carter put forward, how much of that was an act and how much of it was down. What do you think? What do you think? Do you think part of it was an act? I think part of it became an act, but I don't think it started that way.
0: Okay, so we are entering Plains, Georgia now. And this is one of the few presidential hometowns I have not been to. It's always been on my list. And here it says on the side of the building, Plains, Georgia, home of Jimmy Carter, our 39th president. Plains is a small town in southwest Georgia. This is peanut country, population 700. But during the Carter years, it was inundated with thousands of tourists daily. If planes became a circus, Billy was center ring. Billy Carter's Service Station Museum. And I think I'm guessing that that's Sybil Carter right there. I'm greeted by Sybil Carter, Billy's wife of 33 years.
5: How are y'all? Very Good nice to, to meet y'all. You. Oh. you. We greet people with a hook. Well, right? I love that. That's very Good. nice. Thank you so and much. You're
0: okay? She introduces me to three of their six children.
5: You, this is Kim. Kim. Yeah, okay. Very
0: good. There's the oldest, Kim, middle child Buddy. How are you?
7: <laughs> good.
0: I'm Buddy. Mo And the youngest of the family, Earl. He was born at the tail end of the 1976 campaign. You're the baby. Yes. yes he nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hello. How are you? How are you? Nice <laughs> yeah. to meet you. Oh, <laughs> yeah.
5: Would well, y'all want to go in and see the station?
0: I recognize this filling station from the Dan Rather piece. It was here that Billy parried with the press and talked it up with tourists. I feel like I've stepped back into the 1970s. And look at that Coke machine. If
7: you knew the right combination, you could get beer out of it. Is is that right? Are you you serious? I'm serious.
0: Billy loved beer so much that he did something unusual when he bought this station with Sybil back in
5: 1972. Well, (laughs) the story goes that Billy always wanted his own personal bar. And he sold beer. And that was as far as he could go, you know.
0: So it was a bar and a filling station. Right, which yeah. is Which in and of itself is kind of a filling station, I right. guess, a bar. <laughs> Today, it's a quaint little museum devoted to Billy. Um, there's a bust of Billy, all the magazine covers, at least two Newsweeks.
5: Yeah, all the memorabilia is mine.
0: I just realized that this may be the only First Brother museum.
5: Probably so.
0: There's a healthy quotient of kitsch here. The patchwork overalls Billy wore on Hee Haw. Welcome! A suit jacket lined with what else? A picture of Billy. <laughs> That's hideous, isn't it? <laughs> well, but it, it cro- it's one of those things that it's so hideous it crosses over into being great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yes. uh, right, right. <laughs> and then there's this a letter from a six year old Billy to his older brother Jimmy.
5: It says. Uh, Dear Jimmy, I want to see you. How are you? I made all A's and B's. Love, William Alton Carter.
0: When I read that, that's the kind of letter you write to your father.
5: Right, right. Mm -hmm.
0: William Alton Carter was born on March 29, 1937.
4: Tell me about Billy, your youngest child.
5: He's 13 years younger than Jimmy, and uh, he didn't come along with the other children. He was a baby, and he was a little spoiled, maybe, but he was a good boy.
0: That's Dan Rather speaking to Miss Lillian back in 1977.
5: Jimmy says that I've always loved Billy the best. Maybe I did, because we were
0: so close. Was he a little bit of a mama's boy? No, he
5: was—not he, really, I don't think. He, he, was his, he was his daddy's son. He worshipped his
0: daddy. Billy's father, James Earl Carter Sr., was known as Mr. Earl. He ran the family peanut business. Jimmy left for the Naval Academy when Billy was just six years old, so the brothers didn't really know each other in those early years. Billy, working alongside his father, dreamt of taking charge of the business one day. But in 1953, Mr. Earl died of pancreatic cancer. Billy was just 16.
7: I mean, he lost his hero.
0: That's Billy's son, Buddy.
7: And I think it was understood that my dad was going to carry on. You know, he was going to, you know, follow in his footsteps and go through. But when he died, you know, everything suddenly changed. That
0: future wasn't there anymore because, you know, Jimmy had to come back. After Mr. Earl's death, in through the front door came big brother Jimmy. He was going to take over. So he's wondering who the hell Jimmy is. Who, who, who are you doing stepping in here and
7: telling me what to do? And uh, I think that's when he started, you know, losing his way
0: a little bit.
5: I think they were both stubborn. I think Jimmy is very stubborn, and
0: Billy was at times. In fact, Billy once wrote, As they say in the South, I'm bad stubborn. Ask anyone who knows me. He said the best way to get him to do something was to tell him he couldn't. Sybil can vouch for this. She and Billy were childhood sweethearts. They got married just after Billy joined the Marines. He was 18. Sybil was just 16. I was
5: right on the verge of 17. We got married in in August, and I was 17 in November.
0: You were so young, but you were sure.
5: Oh, absolutely. I felt like I would never be bored being married to Billy. And I can honestly say that in the 33 years that we were married, I was never bored one day.
0: I don't know that I've ever heard Mm -mm. a better encapsulation of why someone chose their life partner Mm -hmm. than Mm -hmm. I didn't want to be bored. Yeah, absolutely. Billy stayed in the Marines for four years. He and Sybil began raising a family. It was during this time that he began to drink and get into fights. After his time in the service, he worked some odd jobs and even returned to the family warehouse for a brief time, where he clashed with Jimmy. He moved to Atlanta, where he enrolled in college, but dropped out. Then in 1962, he got a call. Jimmy was entering local politics and needed help with the business. Billy was needed back in Plains. He packed up the family and headed home.
2: We raised about within 90 miles of here. Uh, about 45% of the peanuts raised in the
0: United States. Funny enough, Billy was allergic to peanuts, but not to hard work, as Buddy remembers.
7: See, my dad would go out, you know, 4.30 in the morning. He might be standing around the bed of a pickup truck with some farmer 30 miles down the road in the middle of the field, either drinking a cup of coffee or, you know, nipping from a half pint or something, you know, just depending. But he was out there. He, could, he, he understood the farmers and he could talk to them a lot easier than, than my uncle could.
1: He was uh, the hardest worker I ever saw, and he always was had a smile on his face.
0: And do you think that that was one of the happiest times in his life when he came back and and was and was running the business?
1: Well, he never did run the business. I actually, I ran the business except except when I was going away from home. And uh, but he was he was very good at it. But I made the basic decisions still, and I was a senior partner. There's no doubt about that.
0: By all accounts, this return to plains was a more stable time for Billy and his family. It wouldn't be for long.
1: My name is Jimmy Carter, and I'm running for president.
0: <laughs> Hi, it's Moe. If you're enjoying Mobituaries, the podcast, may I invite you to check out Mobituaries, the book. It's chock full of stories not in the podcast. Celebrities who put their butts on the line. Sports teams that threw in the towel for good. Forgotten fashions. Defunct diagnoses. Presidential candidacies that cratered. Whole countries that went kaput. And dragons. Yes, dragons. You see, people used to believe that dragons were real until... Just get the book. You can order Mobituaries, the book, from any online bookseller or stop by your local bookstore and look for me when I come to your city. Tour information and lots more at Mobituaries.com. You coming in? Come in, come in. <laughs> I'm at the home of Sybil Carter, Billy's widow. It's just down the road from the service station and right next door to Jimmy and Rosalind's presidential compound.
5: Let me introduce you to my girls. Mike,
0: right. <laughs> how do you do?
5: But on the right is Marley. The girls
0: are Jana, Marley, and Mandy. Jana's the second oldest of Billy and Sybil's six kids. Marley's number four, and Mandy's number five. Yeah, and that's Buddy and Earl. You know Buddy and Earl. You know them. <laughs> the living room is covered with family photos. A small painting of Billy hangs in the center. In the front hall, there's a beautiful full-length portrait of Miss Lillian. What's that famous story when somebody said, "Are you proud of your son?" Yeah,
6: oh, yeah. she said, which, "Which one?" Which one? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which is great. And she meant that. Oh, yeah. Even though Jimmy Carter had been in Georgia politics for more than a decade, he was still largely unknown on the national scene. Jimmy who? Jimmy Carter. Jimmy who?
5: I don't know who he is.
0: When Jimmy told his family that he was running for president, their reactions weren't much different.
5: I can remember Ms. Lillian saying president of what? (laughs) I
0: think everybody was shocked. Was Billy enthusiastic about this?
5: Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He loved Jimmy, and he felt like he felt like Jimmy would make a good president. He did.
2: In recent months, the town of Plains has been virtually taken over by promoters, as the tourists continue to flock in by the thousands.
0: In the beginning, it was all a hoot. Me and Buddy were always doing stuff to the tourists. Of all the siblings, Janice seems to me to be the most like her dad.
6: We... we we let some oranges rot, and the train would come by, and we'd probably oh, yeah, we, we. throw oranges at the train. Jenna <laughs> was
5: famous
6: for mooning. Mooning. I yeah,
0: that was my favorite thing. Would you mooning. really? <laughs> I- Years later, Billy talked about the circus.
2: It, it affected the, everybody in planes. M- me more so than, than most people. I was only available Carter. You know, I, I couldn't go in and drink a beer or walk
7: downtown without having 400 pictures taken, which I enjoyed part of. Sometimes I wanted it, sometimes I didn't want it, you know. People have no idea how being the president affects the rest of your family. Yeah. I mean, it was just, you know, and it was fun for a while, but...
3: But it's funny it, when you think about what it would be like today.
7: Oh, oh yeah. gosh. I
6: always yeah. think we would have a reality show if was still living.
3: No.
2: <laughs> Our next point of interest will be the home of Billy Carter. It's the gray house on the left with the basketball goal in the yard. Billy lives there with his wife, Sybil, and their six children.
0: The lack of privacy got so bad that the family later moved to another town, twenty miles away. It was it was hard. I
5: I worried a lot about my kids, and uh, but as far as you know, wanting Jimmy to win and 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 be the president, of course we were all behind him, and
0: we loved him, and and campaigned for him. When Jimmy won the Democratic nomination for president, he gave special thanks to Billy, saying, "Quote." Without you, it couldn't have happened. You stayed home and kept everything going. That November, Jimmy Carter was elected the 39th president of the United States.
1: It's time for us to get together, to correct our mistakes, to answer difficult questions, and to make our nation right.
0: Just before the inauguration, the press asked former President Lyndon Johnson's brother, Sam Houston Johnson, to comment on Billy. Sam had battled with alcohol, and at times with his older brother. Sam's two-word advice for Billy, be careful.
3: Yeah. Oh, oh. Wow. oh, my word. Wow.
0: <laughs> I'm watching Billy's kids as they watch themselves in that 1977 Dan Rather piece.
3: When the Fair Fawcett one comes okay. up, that's me. Oh, look at me. The, the
0: girls are shrieking at their 1970s hairdos or in the case of Baby oh Earl, lack of hair. Never
1: never See me move as a baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, I mean,
1: uh, that's but. crazy,
0: man. But mostly they're transfixed by their dad.
3: <laughs> I had to keep from crying because I It does make it. me a little bit emotional it
0: is. It's uh, a bit By the time of that interview just weeks before Jimmy entered the White House Billy was already a household name and surprisingly self-aware
2: You said to me yesterday that you thought you might have created a
4: Frankenstein monster What do you mean by that?
2: I think I may have with my uh, I won't say act with my redneck uh, <laughs> Pose, uh, I don't know what to do with it now. You saw the crowd. you uh, well, saw the crowd yesterday. I think I pushed a little bit too far.
5: He was trying to be what the press had tried to turn him out to be—a redneck brother—and he would play to that. And he would he would tell outlandish stories just to see what the press would do. So he was smart as a whip.
6: And they, the, the press made Diddy look stupid. He was not stupid. That, yeah. I couldn't stand that.
0: But Jenna, you hated the you hated the assumptions that people made. Yes.
6: Mm-hmm.
0: Now that really was fake news back then. I don't know about now. <laughs> Dan Rather wouldn't call the story that he did fake news, but he concedes that it was a bit more entertainment than news.
4: Well, I I thought the piece turned out very well. I do think we got the essence of Billy Carter in the piece.
0: Uh, did we play some to the caricature? I'm sorry to say, yes. Boy, it's hard, right, not to indulge that because the audience wants it. You know that people watching at home wanted to hear him be a little bit of a redneck, and he knew that as well. Dan pointed out something else about Billy that's less funny. Well, his eyes darted a bit. That's interesting. Why do you? What do you think that was about?
4: I think it spoke to his sense of vulnerability and lack of confidence.
0: As somebody who has worn glasses that are much thicker than the ones I wear now, I really mean this. You kind of hide behind them.
4: I never had thought of
0: that. Billy admitted that he'd been a shy kid due to a stutter, something that would return from time to time when he was uncomfortable. He also had this nervous laugh, really more of a giggle. Well, good. No question. I'll set out. (laughs) What was your dad's sense of humor like at home?
7: Depending. When he came home, we literally used to look out the window yeah.
0: <laughs>
7: to see the expression on his face because we, we knew when he was in one of his moods or not. When he was in a bad mood, we'd scattered.
0: But when you said the moods, did that depend on, on drinking? or yes. yeah. okay. This is the first sense I'm getting from the kids that their father's drinking was a problem. And when their uncle became president, it only got worse. When Jimmy Carter went into the White House, the peanut business went into a blind trust run by a lawyer in Atlanta. When Billy tried to buy the business, he was turned down, and so he quit altogether. And so in place of peanuts, he made a career out of being Billy Carter. He upgraded his look-to-leisure suits, traded in his black-rimmed glasses for wire-frame aviators, and got himself a Nashville-based agent named Tandy Rice. I think everybody I know, including you, has a little Billy Carter in him. Soon enough, the president's kid brother was raking it in. The president's
4: brother, Billy Carter, will get another $10,000 fee a week from tomorrow.
2: He'll play on Billy's redneck power softball team, Attend a
0: barn dance and just generally be himself, apparently. He appeared at mall openings. He judged and, of course, participated in an international belly flop contest. And no matter the venue, Billy always had a drink in his hand.
3: Billy Carter, I think you're wonderful.
0: Thank you, man. I Wait.
6: Wait.
0: that socialite celebrity Zsa Zsa Gabor, she gushed over Billy when they appeared together with Sybil on the Merv Griffin show for a segment on marriage. Vidal Sassoon was also there. Quick aside, I first learned the word "pizzazz" while watching Sassoon's daytime TV show. Here is my favorite part of the Merv Griffin appearance.
6: Drawing.
3: I so, uh, am dying to once see a peanut farm.
0: The peanut grows on a tree, or where does it grow? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. See, I never thought of that either. Flatbed Annie and Sweetie Pie. Billy showed off his range, playing a rare dramatic role in the TV movie Flatbed Annie and Sweetie Pie.
2: I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Rosa. Jack's in the hospital in Los Angeles. He's been in an accident, right?
0: A hijacking or something. Oh. There were stunts, like a tennis tournament with Bobby Riggs and Chris Evert.
2: tell you the truth, I have never held a tennis racket in my hand in my life.
0: The former president sums up this period.
1: He would do almost anything with famous people uh, in order to get it published for himself, and and he just had a good time.
0: He was on Hee Haw (laughs) also.
1: I know. He's
0: learned how to get milk.
2: But I still can't figure out what to do with the outside of peanut. That's a whole
0: problem. (laughs) For a while, being Billy was big business. Mr. Carter is giving his famous brother Billy some credit for helping out with the country's economic problems. He says that Billy has pretty well put the beer industry back on its feet. Yes, Billy beer, perhaps the strangest and yet most on-brand manifestation of the Billy phenomenon. Hey, that Billy Carter ought to know what a great beer tastes like. (laughs) He had this Billy beer brewed specially for him. Billy, That's a commercial for Billy beer. It had a pretty great tagline. It's the
2: best beer I've ever tasted, and I've tasted a lot.
0: The white, blue, and orange cans have become something of a collector's item. Just ask Homer Simpson.
6: Uh, We elected the wrong Carter.
0: Since Billy had become synonymous with beer drinking, it seemed only natural to pair the two. Falls City Beer, based in Louisville, convinced Billy to lend his name to his own personally selected specialty brew. God-awful stuff, yeah, right. oh my gosh. Dan Rather remembers Billy Beer. Terrible stuff.
4: I have very vivid memories of trying to get down that Billy Beer. Jeez. He wasn't a fan. He tried to get the dogs to drink it. That told you told me something when the dogs wouldn't drink it.
0: Billy himself later admitted that it was the worst stuff he'd ever tasted, and that you had to be an alcoholic to drink it. By this time, beer wasn't even his drink of choice. He'd moved on to vodka and whiskey. The beer venture was short lived, sales flatlined, the brewery went bust, and Billy's reputation began to sour.
7: He he went from being, you know, the funny, you know, down to earth blue collar brother of the president to be in
0: some kind of villain and billy became more than a mere nuisance for jimmy more on that in a minute but first an installment of black sheep brother trivia sibling scandals seem to come with the territory of being president especially when money comes into play meet donald nixon younger brother to richard nixon Back in the 50s, he had a chain of restaurants featuring a Nixon burger. During Richard Nixon's 1960 run for the White House, an unsavory loan that Donald had received from billionaire Howard Hughes came to light. Nixon lost the election. Hello.
1: Your brother, Mr. President.
0: Thank you. When Richard Nixon finally made it to the White House, his little brother was still at it. Just listen to Don try to pitch the president on a new water filtration project. Uh, just a breakthrough
4: that is uh, – this man, I happen to be the guy, one of them that found this fellow. A couple mm-hmm. of friends. One mm-hmm. one fellow's a big supporter, right. Ray, Ray, Ray
0: uh, Murphy, a wealthy fellow. Uh-huh. Always supported uh-huh. it heavily. And, uh, to me, it's less about what Don is saying and more about the president's tense, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, and it turns out the president not only tried tapping the DNC headquarters at the Watergate complex, he was also surveilling his own brother.
4: Uh, The surveillance involved not what he was doing, the surveillance involved what others who were trying to get him, perhaps to use improper influence and so forth, might be doing, and particularly anybody who might be in a foreign country.
0: As for Billy Carter, He did come under foreign influence.
4: Billy Carter and the Libyans. Ah, Libya. It turned out they both needed each other and may have tried to use
2: each other. The Libyans to open the door to America. Billy to get back on his
0: feet financially. This was a scandal which came to be known as Billy Gate and involved Billy Carter's questionable dealings with the government of Libya, which was looking for friends in high places. Among other things, they wanted to get their hands on some C 130 transport planes. Here it is in a peanut shell. After he was introduced to some Libyan officials in the U.S., Billy was invited over to Libya in the fall of 1978. <laughs> I thought he <it> was crazy. <laughs>
5: Quite frankly, I thought he was crazy. What did, what did he say he was going to do? Well, he did. He just didn't know, you know. Uh, they wanted his help.
4: In Georgia, Billy Carter, the president's brother, is being host to an unofficial goodwill delegation of businessmen from Libya, a nation with whom diplomatic
0: relations have been strained. And then the Libyans came to planes, mm-hmm. which sounds like the title of a movie or a book right. or something. Right, yeah. The Libyans arrived in Georgia, all under the auspices of friendship. Their visit started with a, shall we say, unfortunate leak to the press.
7: There was this huge story, I don't know if you ever read it, about he's waiting for a plane somewhere and drinks a lot of beer and he takes a leak out. On the tarmac. On the tarmac. Everybody in South Georgia's
4: peed outside at one time (laughs) or another. I mean, And Billy steps out of the car and relieves himself against the side of a building. That's our president's brother. That's the way you find Billy's house in Plains. You just follow the yellow brick road. Right to Billy's
0: house. Irresistible material for Johnny Carson. Saturday Night Live had some fun with it too. Playing Billy, Gary Busey. Uh, Jimmy, uh, uh... Uh...
2: uh, if I if I, uh, 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 embarrass you for, for something I said uh, or, or some place I, I whizzed, <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, I want to apologize. But Billy was spouting off in more controversial ways, making comments some viewed as anti-Semitic to defend his dealings with the Libyans.
6: When you say um, there are a hell, hell of a lot more Arabs and Jews in your in expressing your feelings, what what did you mean?
2: Well, I mean, 190 million Arabs in the Arabian nation and 3 million Jews.
4: President Carter told NBC News today that he loves his brother Billy but hopes the American people understand he cannot control what Billy Carter says and that it would be counterproductive to try.
0: By this point, Billy became persona non grata on the speaking circuit, and his income soon dried up. So why not make a return trip to Libya? So he said, honey, I'm going to Libya. So we're going. Oh, and you went with it? Oh, I went, too. And what was it
5: like? (laughs) Well, you get off the plane, and there are people walking up and down, military, with Uzis. And that was my first clue as to, whew, I think I need to go back to planes.
0: (laughs) How was the food?
5: Uh, The food was, when I got to the point where I saw two eyeballs on the plate, I said, "Nope." I'm just not very hungry today.
0: Sybil may not have picked up any recipes, but Billy did come away with a $220,000 loan. Maybe not illegal, but definitely not a good look for the White House. In August 1980, Billy made the covers of both Newsweek and Time. President Carter remembers.
1: The news media kind of turned on Billy. He had been there darling, and and he became... Kind of a pariah,
0: right? Well, when, when you, as you say, when the when the press turned on him, that must have been very painful for you.
1: Well, it was because I spent a lot of my time, you know, defending Billy to the press instead of instead of explaining my foreign policy and domestic policies to the, to the news media.
2: This is a CBS News
0: special report: a presidential news conference during the most turbulent moment of his presidency, with Americans held hostage in Iran and a flagging economy, plus an ugly fight within his own party for re-election,
1: And now I'd like to say a word about my brother's relations with Libya.
0: President Jimmy Carter interrupted primetime television for over an hour to address concerns over his brother Billy's shenanigans.
1: As all of you know by now, Billy is a colorful personality. We are personally close, I love him and he loves me, Billy is extremely independent. On occasion he has said, I don't tell Jimmy how to run the country and he doesn't tell me how to run my life.
0: Imagine having to answer to the entire country and the world for your little brother meddling in the Middle East.
1: Billy has had no influence on U.S. policies or actions concerning Libya in the past and he will have no influence in the future.
4: Mr. Carter, would you uh, please
2: take the oath you swear that what you're about to say is the truth, the whole truth,
0: and nothing but the truth will help you. Three weeks that. later, Billy himself testified before a Senate subcommittee.
2: Mr. Chairman, I hope this testimony will show in common sense fashion that Billy Carter is not a buffoon, a boob, or a wacko, as some public figures have so, so described him. I am a com- common citizen with uncommon financial
0: and f- family problems. I won't restore order. Billy my later life. wrote, oh, quote, no. Jimmy and I have never sat down and talked about my deal with Libya. It's probably just as well. If we ever started talking about Libya, he might want to kill me. Of course, none of this stopped Billy from talking to the media.
7: Can you stand another four years of this?
2: Or well, I can stand about anything. Uh- I would uh, like to, We be honest, I would like to compliment uh, Captain Peirce in Long Beach Naval Hospital. I haven't had a drink during all this, and I I think I said something for his program.
0: Did you catch that? In the middle of this fiasco, Billy Carter had entered treatment for alcoholism. Billy Carter, 10 pounds lighter, off alcohol and cigarettes too, after six weeks at the Navy Treatment Center. In April 1979, Billy Carter admitted something to himself and to the world.
2: I am an, I am an alcoholic and I, do, I think it is a disease. I, an alcoholic is never cured. I'm cured as long as I don't take a drink. And once I take a drink, I'm not cured any longer.
0: Billy said he was drinking half a gallon of vodka a day before he quit. He was drinking to the point where he was bloated
5: and the only thing he could hold on his stomach was buttermilk.
0: Sybil remembers their doctor friend telling Billy that he would die if he continued to drink. Soon after...
5: He turned and he looked at the children and he said, I want you to know that I'm an alcoholic and um, I have to go away because I have to do something about this. And the kids looked at him and said, Daddy, are you just realizing this? We've known it for a long time.
0: It's at this point I look back at all those TV appearances and see Billy in a different light. He had a serious problem, and it was as plain as day. Here's Billy's daughter, Kim.
3: Did I get a kick out of seeing him drunk somebody? No. I mean, that, that was bad. Daddy was drinking all the time when the four of us were growing up. Mandy doesn't remember I don't, I don't, much of that at I don't, all. I don't, Earl doesn't don't remember I don't, it at all. Me, yeah.
0: Mandy was just a young girl at the time, and Earl is so much younger, he only remembers a sober Billy. But you, it's different for you. It's different for me. I didn't know him when he
7: was an alcoholic. He got sober March 79. So I knew him after that. And he was totally, I grew up differently than they did.
0: And then Earl catches me off guard with something very personal.
7: The strangest thing is I'm a recovering alcoholic and being in AA meetings And uh, people will come in and not know, I don't tell people who I am, who I'm related to. People will bring my dad up saying if they saw him on TV and if he got
0: sober, then I can too. Somebody will bring him up as an example Mm -hmm. to aspire to and not knowing that you are his son. My father's alive and well within the AA community. Billy stayed sober for the rest of his life. He said he could do it because he was bad stubborn. For years, Billy and Sybil toured the country, speaking openly about alcoholism and its effect on families. He would later write, Who's some good old boy redneck going to relate to when he winds up in jail drunk and can't remember what he did to get there? Elizabeth Taylor? Betty Ford? A psychiatrist? Or me? If he were alive today,
7: I think that would be the first thing that would, he, would, he would bring up about the good he's done in his life you know, helping other people through alcoholism.
0: Jimmy Carter ended up getting walloped by Ronald Reagan in the general election of 1980. He and Mondale won just six states plus the District of Columbia. No one today blames Billy for the loss, but he certainly didn't help. Jimmy then began his distinguished post-presidency as Billy faded from the headlines. But even today, the kids receive unwelcome comments from unsuspecting strangers. Oldest daughter, Kim, remembers one incident when she was working at the Service Station Museum.
3: And one day, this woman came in and she said, you know, it was such a shame that he was the kind of man he was. You know, his family must be so ashamed of him. And his brother probably doesn't even like to talk about him And all. Well, I popped my big old butt up and I went <laughs> to the door and I said, ma'am, you, no ma'am. I said, Billy Carter's family's very proud of him, and his brother loved him and still does. Well, how do you know? And I said, because I'm his daughter. He was my daddy. Are you sure?
0: <laughs> <laughs> They're laughing, but none of the kids seem to miss the spotlight.
6: Well, I always said I don't ever wish the family, I don't ever wish the other side of the family for somebody to be president because I, I think more, we were harm more than good stuff came out of it, I guess.
0: Billy never returned to the warehouse. He did return to the airwaves, doing a commercial in 1987 that raised eyebrows.
2: When I got $200,000 from Libya, a lot of people thought it was because of my brother. I was giving them advice. Whether you believe me or not, I'm going to give you some advice. Try eat his grand light.
0: Yes, Billy used the Libya scandal to sell ice cream, but he was struggling financially. And that wasn't nearly the extent of his personal misfortune. That same year, Billy was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer, the same disease that took not only his father, but also his sister Ruth and eventually his sister Gloria. It's not clear if this was hereditary, environmental, maybe caused by farming chemicals, or just a terrible medical coincidence.
2: Without blowing smoke, I think you look terrific. But I feel good. I, I really feel good. and, and I've, uh, I've lost, In
0: 1988, uh, CBS News paid a visit to Billy. He was only 51, about my age now. But the man on the screen looks far closer to how Jimmy looks today at 95. Billy had lost over 50 pounds. By this point, Billy had moved back to Plains, and he seemed in pretty good spirits, encouraged by thousands of get-well cards asked if he had any regrets.
2: I, I don't think I'd have changed anything. I think knowing me well as, as I do, I, I did some things I, I shouldn't have done and some things that I should have done. And if I had to do over again, I'd probably screw it up worse than I did the first time. And so I don't see that hindsight ain't worth a damn.
0: He was still 100% Billy Carter, repeating what he told his doctor.
2: On my dying breath, I want you to be giving me a shot in the ass of something
0: trying to get me well. That's how far I want to go with it just three months after that CBS interview, on September 25th, 1988, Billy Carter died.
7: He kept saying, Daddy's there, yeah. and Mama's yeah. waiting yeah. for me. I mean, yeah. he, And he and this was after hours of him not saying anything. He looked up and it said, they're there. He was, he was
5: seeing his dad, he was seeing yeah. Miss Lillian. Yeah. And then the last thing he said, yeah,
0: was love to me. Tributes poured in.
7: I mean, it was just flowers everywhere, arrangements, and Mm -hmm. stacks of uh, telegrams, you know, on the table there. And
0: um, Buddy remembers when his uncle Jimmy came over to the house. And Uncle Jimmy comes walking in, and then he picks up those telegrams, stacked this thick.
7: Mm -hmm. I mean, we're Bob Hope, Ronald Reagan, and uh, he says, "Well, who are all these from?" And and all these flowers. And Mama said, "Well, they're from they're from Billy's friends." And he said. I, I never knew he had so many friends. Mm-hmm. And it's not because he didn't want to know, it's just mm-hmm. that he just he was busy running just the world. Didn't
0: realize. But President Carter says he always knew how loved his brother was.
1: He always had a group of friends around him. He loved other people. He had 10 times as many friends as I did.
0: All the men at the funeral removed their ties in honor of Billy. It's been over 30 years since Billy Carter died. And for his kids, Uncle Jimmy is their last family connection. Here's Kim.
3: And I told him, I said, you're all we have left. You are all we have left. And and I want him to, and he knows that. But when I look at him now, I don't just see him, I see Daddy too.
0: And here is Jana.
3: I got the missing Daddy
6: so bad right before his birthday, and um, which is in March. And I emailed Uncle Jimmy and I said, can, can I come see you? And he said, what's the matter? I said, well, nothing. I just want to come talk to you. So a couple of days I went, and he said, what's the matter? Do you need something, Jana? And I said, no, sir. I said, I, I just want to talk about daddy. I just miss him. And, and we sat there and talked about him, you know, when he was a little boy. And it just made me feel so much. And I told him the same thing. I said, y- you're all we have left as far as daddy goes. But, you know, he said, Jenny, you come up here anytime you want to,
3: and we'll talk about your
6: day. We'll talk about anything you want.
0: You went up just to talk to him about your, your yeah. book. Your, your and father. it made me feel a lot better.
6: <laughs> yeah.
0: When presidents leave office, they get libraries and museums and eventually memorials. Presidential siblings don't get any of that. Okay, Billy does have that service station museum, which I highly recommend.
6: I'm Thank so you glad you came. We've enjoyed everything. It was really good to talk about daddy. It just made us feel good.
0: At the end of my visit, yes. Billy's daughter Jana told me that nobody had ever really asked her about her father before. She thinks maybe people were just scared. She thanked me for coming down. I'm grateful to her and her siblings and Sybil for telling me about their lives and about the man behind the caricature. Next time on Mobituaries, we give a forgotten founding father the send off he deserves. Oh, Tom has Tom has such a shame that your fame went down the drain. I certainly hope you enjoyed this Mobituary. If you would, please rate and review our podcast. You can also follow Mobituaries on Facebook and Instagram. And you can follow me, Moraka, on Twitter, at Moraka. For more great content about Billy Carter, please visit Mobituaries.com. You can subscribe to Mobituaries wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Mobituaries was produced by Megan Marcus. Our team of producers also includes Harry Wood and me, Mo Rocca. It was edited by Harry Wood and engineered by Dan DeZula. Indispensable support from Kate McAuliffe, genius Staneski, Lucy Kirk, Shoshi Ciment, Alberto Rabina, Jason Saka, Richard Rohrer, and everyone at CBS News Radio. Special thanks to Jonathan Alter, WTTW, the Carter Center, and of course, the Carter family for their hospitality. Our theme music is written by Daniel Hart. And as always, undying thanks to Rand Morrison and John Carp, without whom mobituaries
1: couldn't live.